page Kuf Nunvav. Hamaharal Zatzal Kosav Shein Hanifim Bemikra. The Maharal writes that miracles do not happen arbitrarily. But there is an order and a structure for miracles also. That's why the Seuda Pesach night is called Seder. Because it's a night of miracles. So you think, well, miracles just happen however God wants them to happen. You know, there's, there's real structure down here in this world. But in the spiritual world, that's just, you know, otherworldly things going on. It's coming to tell us that the Nisim of Pesach, which were above nature, also had the Seder, and it was the, it's the Seder that we make that kind of brings down the Nisim of Pesach night into our world. That's the insight of the Maharami Prague. Prague, anybody? What? Yeah. Well, first off, I said it fits the pattern when it says that uh, as we move to Korach and his rebellion, the, the earth opened it up. They said that was created at creation. Mm-hmm. And although it appeared to be some kind of miracle or, or something that occurred at that moment in time, mm-hmm. everything was in place because God wanted it. God also took Paro's free will away. We sometimes think, not really, but he wanted him to really live to his free will. Because he had a certain measure of punishment he wanted to give out, so that mm-hmm. would fit that it was it wasn't right. a satyr that he had to finish. It wasn't. Right. And the idea that a miracle is, you know, ordained from Sheshis and Meberashis, so that means that at a certain point in time that the world of miracles and Nisim, which comes from a higher place, is going to, for a few moments, interact with this world. It's going to, like, touch this world and our world. Like, you have two wheels turning, you know, and then for a moment that they kind of touch like that. So we're living in this world of Teva, in that higher order of Nisim, on Pesach, it touched down in our world, it affected it, and then it, you know, went went back up. And right. we, with our, and we do a seder on the, and now mm-hmm. we have a, we tap that source. Right. That's right. All right. Now we'll see one two on the last paragraph on the right. The midrash. The midrash says, "Afilu ani shavi Yisrael, even a poor person in Klal Yisrael, lo yochal ad sheyaseh. They shouldn't eat." the Seder until they recline. Because right? reclining is a symbol of freedom, cheres. Maybe a person would think that an ani, um, an impoverished person, doesn't have cheres. So, no, on Pesach night, everybody has cheres. So he has to recline also. Ki yesh perush chodesh Every generation has its own new um, understanding and insight into Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And that's brought into the world based on what that generation is and, and needs. So we are we are experiencing Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in our door differently than it was experienced in the previous door. Below rock, b'chol door, ela b'chol adam. So not only in every generation is there a new Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, but in every person there is a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So each individual has their own Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Yesh nekuda shalcherus. So there is that point of freedom, redemption, in every person. Purishly, yitzias mitzrayim unekuda zos. And this point of redemption that's within people, ein levarer ella al yedei You can really only clarify it by means of your own effort yourself. So an ani who's a Jew, he's impoverished. He's a Jew. 
And on Pesach night, he's going to experience a kind of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is unique to him. And therefore, he has to recline in order to get that experience himself. And we can't get it through somebody else. Like, okay, you know, all the other people are reclining. I'll tap into that, you know, into their freedom. I'm just a poor, a poor man. I'll tap into their freedom. No. He's got to do his reclining, his haseva, experience what Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is for him. And in that way, he gets it also. I think one of the ideas that came out of this for me, too, is that not only in Ani, but, you know, he says every human being, every Jewish person has Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And it has to come from themselves. So there, there for sure is a kind of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim which is based on the Klal, on all of Klal Yisrael going out of Mitzrayim. But he's saying there's the Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim which is the Prat, the individual, and I have to experience that myself. I can't get that from somebody else. I can get the Klolius Thika, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and the only way I can get it is by participating with Klal Yisrael. But the pratyastika one, I have to experience that on my own. Would it also be then, but then that would mean every year we also, it's changed a little bit right. based on where we, right. we stand. That's right. And each year it's going to be different. That's beautiful. Because it says we have, for whatever that moment is, we're free and it changes. Right. That's right. Do we have to make that, you see this inside, do we have to pick something that we're assimilated in or we're connected to or we're part of it in the non-Jewish world and and go out from there or is it something that's done? I think that's a good way to, you know, to tie it down. But on a higher level, it's just, it's done. You know, we go through the you Seder. Have a, you have a it's done. Thing. Somehow it's done. <clears throat> right. By experiencing Pesach, Seder, and all the mitzvahs of the Seder, it happens. But I think your idea is important because um, that kind of takes the, the idea and the concept and it trying to make something concrete and actual out of it, um, which is always, I think, a good thing for people to try and do. Well, I think it's why it's sometimes difficult when you come off a long yet of like Pesach or so forth, really to get back into the world. Right. If you've had time to really enjoy the yet of and to yeah. learn, you just don't want to get back out there. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to apply all that insight. We'll get back. No, it's not for <laughs> Okay. Very nice. Okay, now we'll turn back a page and we'll learn about Pesach, and not necessarily Seder related, but Pesach related. So page Kufnan Dalid. <coughs> These are all very short, pithy amorim, um, right, that we're going to see today. It's a very interesting one, the second one on the right column. He's going to take a statement which is a halachic statement and understand it also how it pertains to our Vodas Hashem. So here's the statement, it's the Chazal, Mida Oraisa Bebito Sagi. But based on Torah law, it would be enough for a person to nullify their Hametz. Because Mida Oraisa, you can do one or the other. You can either burn it, and that's fine, you're done, or you can nullify it and state that it's ownerless. One of the two, Minat Torah, is sufficient. Now, the Chachamim required us to do both. Because they were afraid if we just did one, we could mess up. For example, if we nullified it, maybe we don't really mean it. You have some very valuable hummets, you got a nice case of scotch. You said, you know, I nullified it, but in your heart, not really. So we have to therefore physically get rid of it too. And it's not enough to physically get rid of it because we could overlook something. 
we could think we destroyed all our comments and we go to the back room and find out we have bread. So therefore we have to nullify it and that covers us on both grounds. Midrabana. But Mida Arisa, this is a statement he's taking now, Mida Arisa Sagi. It would be sufficient to nullify your chametz. Now he understands it like this. Zeh This refers to the power of Torah. The chachamim required us to do bedika, to search. We have to actually go around and look for our chametz. Livdok atzmo mikodem. To check yourself first. So that afterwards you can be mavatal the Yetzirah by the power of Torah. Now this is what he's saying here. He's saying, by the law of the Torah, the Torah is powerful enough to be mavatal the Yetzirah. So that's Mida Oraisa Bibitol Sagi. Mida Oraisa, from the power of Torah, Bitol Sagi, it's enough. That's all you need to annihilate the Yetzirah. However, the Chachamim saw that people were kind of, you know, flipping a little bit, and that we couldn't just be Somech on that, but we had to go through a process of introspection first. So that's the Bedika. I can't just sit there and learn Torah and say, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You've got to apply this to yourself. Go through a process of Cheshbon HaNefesh, an internal reckoning, and that's bedika. Once you've done bedika, the internal process of looking for our inner chametz, now the Torah is going to have its effect and annihilate and nullify the Yetzirah. So that's how he understands that statement, which is, as I said, a halachic statement, but that in order to really harness the koach ha-Torah, it requires a person to work on themselves. You can't just say, I'm going to do it, and you know, and it's going to be done without working on yourself. So the Chachamim saw at a certain point that they had to institutionalize that, meaning to say they had to make it a halacha, work on yourself. Right. A- and then the Torah is going to work for you. That's Bedikah's Chametz. Work on yourself, search out your Chametz, and then the Koach Torah will take over and happen. You can't expect Torah to affect a person who's not working on himself as, as the Jew in Avodah Hashem. Of course it has its a great koach and its great power. Of course it, it does. But without the, that participation of trying to emphasize avoda, we have really nothing to work with. Yeah, Mark? I had a question. You mentioned the early you had, actually it's not even an option to do both, the burning or the nullifying. That is so you have to do both. Okay, what about um, like what I did when we had the big special dumpsters they provided last weekend in front of my house, by the way, uh, the fracture throw out because that's what's the purpose. That's fine. That's fine. That's, that's one way, that's, that's part of, you know, getting rid of your hummus and throwing it out. All right, first of all, even I don't burn, you know. You still have to burn hummus on, on Monday morning. You have to do I that. I don't know if I'm going to have much left. You know. Well, that's why you put out the ten pieces of bread. When oh, you do the okay. Hummus, so that the next okay. morning you will for sure have something to burn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really find I don't need to do that, because I always find something. <laughs> 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 I always surprise. Yeah, it's a, they should still do it. Yeah, uh, what well, we do, we do. to put them out. Uh, well, we, we do, yeah, but it's always funny. You, just, you, you always have start. 11. There's always 11 that shows. <laughs> 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 Thank God. Well, what the, you know, I really, in all this time, so that when you say something is nullified, right? Okay, you say, it's all nullified. Pesach ends, can I reacquire 
it, this just was you you could you know um, halakhically speaking if you made something hefker right so you went out in the street and you took your let's say a couple of boxes of cereal you went out in the street and said this is ownerless it belongs to anybody who wants you made a public declaration is that the way you have to do it yeah that's that's the real way of making something hefker right. And then you come back, and then Pesach is over, and it's you see there. that it's still there. Then you could get it, because you completely made an owner list. So it's ownerless. That means nobody owns it. Anybody can get it, including you. So when we do the sale, when we sell... That's an extra, <coughs> an extra, an help. extra help for us, because we're afraid of these things. Maybe we won't find it all to burn it off. Right. Maybe we'll nullify it, but we won't have it fully in our hearts. So we have this... Well, Bible Scotch is hard extra, to nullify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's sealed, it's sitting there. Right. So we sell it, and then no matter what, it's considered out of our possession. No matter what. Yeah, so we got three things going for us. Yeah, I think, uh, that's why I thought that was the paper. Yeah. Clarifying. That was the shape. It's one of those issues you have. Nullify one of them. How do you have a, a comment? Just the... Um, I Part of the theme I'm picking up is that Torah has to do with the, the claw, and there's the prod. Can only be prod if I've done the soul search in Cheshvan and Nefesh, if I've looked at what's my part in it, both my comments on the material sense, but also, yeah, um, you know that, uh, yeah. So that's has to fit together. Yeah, and it goes back to that I need to consider as if it was myself who came out of Egypt. That's right. And um, what would that experience be like for me then? But it's also what is the experience for me now? What do I need to liberate myself from, let go of, um, in order to get my higher madrigal? So it's, it's, yeah. I think that search is the first time where I finally settle in really the pace off is here. So much up to it is just Preparation, 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 preparation. That search, as you keep going through the house, really starts makes it more actual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit. I guess that's what's going on. You're searching inside yourself. Yeah. Every year I ask this um, at, at Lamaisa, how do you or how does one with a candle search an entire house? like getting down and moving furniture to use the candle and stuff with one, not burning your face, two, not burning your hands, three, not burning the house down. And Mamish, do we get on our hands and knees like we might do if we were actually taking a rag and cleaning? And do we do that with one hand? Like I don't have a... Yeah. Um, first of all, a person is supposed to use a candle that they can manipulate easily. And if it's very drippy, then it could be a problem because the person is not going to use that candle well. They're afraid it's going to ruin their furniture or their carpet. So you try and you know put something maybe underneath your candle to catch the wax, so you're not concerned about that. So that takes two hands, right? So you have you could have somebody else uh -huh. you know along with you. So like you're holding the candle out there, mm -hmm. and another person is you know looking around where the candle is casting its light. Mm -hmm. And if you see something, then he scoops it up. So you can also do it two hands and look, you know, because all you have to do is look. So even if both your hands are taken. I want to practice them. I said, like, if, if you were doing this room. Right. I, I take the I handle, can I go around like this, I go like that. You know, I pick up the tallest from them, and I go down there like that. I go along the bookshelf like that. Right, so you don't have to really go on the floor. You don't have to. No, because the floor is, whatever is there is considered, but it's, but it's, it's uh, no longer okay. edible anymore.
Okay. And you don't have to move large pieces of furniture either. Uh, just small things that are more easily movable, like chairs and something like that you okay. can move around. Now, you turn the lights off? Yes, you turn the light off because it's supposed to be in the dark. Right. That creates a greater contra contrast of the light right. and the darkness. And if you are concerned about dripping or concerned about a fire, you may use a flashlight. Mm -hmm. uh, I usually give flashlights to uh, one or two of my kids. Not, not the candle. Unless I start them off with a candle and then replace it with a flashlight. Sure. Right. And I use a flashlight myself sometimes. Mm -hmm. When I get into an area that I'm I'm feeling not so confident with the candle that I'm going to hold it the way I need to hold it because I'm mm -hmm. afraid it's going to drip all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I'll shine a flash, flashlight in there and mm -hmm. do that too. So again, like if it was this room, mm -hmm. would you move this dendra? Yeah, I'd like to tip it over for a sec, you know, just put the candle there for it to go like that. Okay. Look at, check it out. Okay. And like if you're looking underneath, uh, underneath the table, would yeah, you crouch the floor down? There. Yeah, I would for a moment go through like that. Just oh, to the, take, okay, take the floor. Look. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so really, okay. You're not looking. Okay. You're looking for mamish. Crumbs. Uh, or less. Crumbs also. You, you can find too. But it's different. But, but not on the floor. You don't have to worry about the floor. Okay. People walk on it and step on it. So. Okay. Josh, was that uh, I mean, I have a couple of, uh, on, uh, too, but I have a couple, you know, candles holders, you know, it's like, uh, of course you're going to, you got to catch, have something to catch the drips, you know, they have, the old-fashioned kind of thing. It has with a base to it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, we usually just take a piece of foil and, like, kind of fan it around the candle and all like that. And, uh, Same idea. In the room you're looking. But do you need to do the detail in the room that you? Uh, I mean, you, 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 I would I would sweep up mm -hmm. you know, everywhere. But there there are rooms in my place that I know for sure I haven't walked into with any, and nobody's walked into with any clue whatsoever. But, uh, and it doesn't require Vedika. If you know, that means to say you're not assuming it, but you know that since last year no one has walked into that room with hummus in their house, then that in their hand, uh, then that does not require Vedika. Well, we worried about As long mice. as you know it. No, 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 unless you see it happening. All that mission about mice and lines. That's if you see it. If you see a mouse, you know, schlepping comments somewhere, uh -huh. you know, then you got to be concerned about it. If but if you don't see it happening, you don't have to assume it happened. If okay. you see a mouse, but you didn't see it with comments. Right. Yeah, that, that's right. I'm talking about you see a mouse with comments. Oh. <laughs> Usually that's when you likely. see a mouse okay. and what it's holding, then you have to eyes. When I see a mouse, it's in the cat's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing her job. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's take the next one. It's the third paragraph on page Kufnandalit. Now, it's, this is a quote from something the Hidusha Harim said as he was about to check for chametz. Omar be'es bedikas chametz va'aner biyado. He once said as he, as he was about to do bedikas chametz with the candle in his hand, and this is what he said. Kasuv, it says, this is from Tehillim, we say it in Kabbalah Shabbos Friday night. Eish lefanov teilech, a fire goes in front of him, va'atulahet. 
and it burns up its enemies with surrounding. Wow. So he said that before his Vedika's Hametz. And this is the idea. The koach hanir mitzvah yesh levayr hakol. With the, the power of a candle of a mitzvah, the flame of a mitzvah, you can destroy everything, meaning everything evil. So what is the flame of a mitzvah? What constitutes the nair of a mitzvah? It's the amount of passion that a person puts into it. So a person puts in a lot of passion and fire into the mitzvah, then that hislahavus in and of itself burns away the rot. Not only the mitzvah, but what you put into the mitzvah. And that's what he was saying, that a fire goes before him, that when you are walking around doing a mitzvah, meaning the mitzvah is the flame, if you do that with, with fire, then that will destroy the power of evil roundabout. As it says, base Yaakov Esh, the house of Yaakov is a fire, and the house of Esav is like straw. So if you go into mitzvahs with Hislavis, it burns up the power of Esav in the world. You know, Hasidim place a great emphasis on this. You know, into one, different styles of avoda. you know, some a little more uh, restrained and some more overt. But there's a strong emphasis in Hasidim, in Hasidus to try and do mitzvahs behislavus not to do it in a cold uh, way or a mechanical way, but to really put yourself in to the action. And that in itself has co-op. What's interesting, if you look at this from the aspect that if you do it with, in kind of a cold and passionate way, you have the mitzvah, but it doesn't destroy the enemy before you. Right. It may push it back, but until you're passionate as you do Something's this, lacking. Yeah, something's right. lacking, and it will always return, even then you still have because this, this implies destruction, which is... Yes, or maybe that which isn't right in front of you, you know, is uh, destroyed, but that which is called roundabout, it like just doesn't extend that far. It will right. help you for what's right in front of you, but oh, it's not going to cover the, cover the whole area around you. Hilly had a comment? Yeah, uh, do, you, do you think he's saying through, that through Al-Yuday, through the fire, it makes the house of faces... Like struck, yeah. I think that's what he means, yeah. Meaning, if the fire is hot enough, it could turn anything into... Into straw, right. right. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. That's the end. There's something in there about... Eishakov is the fire, and Yosef is the flame? Or how is that a bad possible? That's the same Indian. Was Yosef the spark? Or he was the flame? I forgot. One was Yaakov and one was Yosef. Yaakov was the Aish, right. and Yosef was the, what's the, what, what, uh, what we use for the word for the, the Islavus, right? Uh, the the, the Lahav? Yeah. Lamed Heves? Yeah, I know which Chazal you're referring to, but I can't recall it offhand, the precise word that they use. From the Navi. Yeah. 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 Or the Chachamim, one of those parshas in Bereshis. I don't remember. I don't remember the lesson. But uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, if we have the 
the brim and the, the offspring is the point that goes out that makes a something to right, the draw. Right, right. Okay, it's one of the Haftarahs actually, right? Is it, is it a Haftarah by Hanukkah time? Like around Miketz? Something like that. Okay. Maybe that's this, this last thought that yeah. that um, it has the power to destroy Ra or that maybe Dafka that's why we need to use a Nair and Badikas Khametz um, and the Khametz is Yetzirah so it's like almost as I'm going through each room darkened room mm-hmm. of my house doing it with the light with a candle, and the reason I'm doing it is really because it's a mitzvah too, otherwise you know, really right. probably search other ways. And it's like whatever chametz I encounter by looking and using nair, which is a mitzvah, it the the chametz or the yitzhara gets exposed, right. and and once it gets exposed, it burns up and it's not not there anymore. Very good, very good. So it's a whole different ex- potentially a whole different experience. experience. Yeah. And that external process is really, you know, reflecting or, or even mm-hmm. um, activating the internal the process. Because yeah. yeah. I've been struggling with, with trying to figure out how is this process of soul searching different than the Tishrei time of doing it. Um, it's, it's a very subtle, but I think important difference. Yeah, also this one is more related to Ava, and Tishrei is more related to Yura. Say this this truva this part time of year and this gula is about ava and centered around that thing. And it's much more subtle in that in Tishrei it's like oh I you know I'm lousy no good so and so this isn't one about not lousy right. good so and so it's it's how good of a caring loving um, kadusha dick a person am I? Um, it's the more subtle citra achra stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about me stop murdering people. It's about. But you should stop them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait a little. Sometimes one thing at a time. But it's 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 a it's a much it's about how to refine myself. Right. And it's in the positive. In the positive. Right. It's like I can be married, but how how am I being a husband? I can right. be a father, but like how right. how how good of a lover. How, how good is my, not how good, how can I make pure, purify this, these relationships, these, and how can I do it in a Kedusha Dikka way mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. just doing it. So right. It's, it's very right. subtle. Yeah, and, and it's a difficult thing to do. You know, it's um, like using the word refinement, and uh, it's similar to that process about doing Teshuva for mitzvahs as well as doing shuva for Averos. Shuva for mitzvahs means I would like to try and do this mitzvah better. Mm-hmm. Right. Than I did last time. Mm-hmm. You're doing the mitzvah. Right. But trying to bring out the best in that mitzvah, which maybe takes an approach of, of Ahava. And, 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 lift, and it's it has. Right. Right. Which also is related to Ahava. Yes, it is. It's that right. coming right. to it with passion. Right. I can walk in the house and, and say hello, or I can walk in the house and say, how was your day? Or right. tell me. It's very, very subtle. I'm right. And it's mm-hmm. the amount of mm-hmm. But I think it's the aspect of what you've been saying. You, know, 
you see why that was so critical that Pesach always had to fall out in the spring? Because it's easier to come to a point of uh, when you have everything renewing itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just look at you watching the buds outside your window suddenly appear that weren't there a couple days ago. You know, suddenly the tree has mm -hmm. buds, and just you have a different feeling. And things are warming up versus as we go into fall, when, when the world's basically going dormant. And I also yeah. want to I want to follow up that. The reason I, I I look forward to everything, but it's particularly Pesach because after Pesach comes my I'm serious. April in late April twenty happens to be my birthday yeah. in English. So I'm always looking forward to spring renewal and uh, flowers and everything upwards, okay? And the sun is, you know, setting later and later, and I like brightness yellow, so it, it provides a better relief. In the fall, the, the, the big difference is during uh, Tishrei, you're saying Sleekos, Tachnan, and the whole bit. During Nissan, we don't say Tachnan at all. That's yeah, the right. big difference. Right. That struck me this morning, mm -hmm. saying if you got it. Okay. Yes, you can't everybody. A good Shabbos and a Chag Kosher with Sameach. A big Shabbos.